from KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Kali. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The The Cooler, your weekly dose of pop culture commentary. One hundred! We made it, guys! It's our hundredth episode. Oh Oh my my goodness. We've done this one hundred times. It's been 84 years. (laughs) One hundred whole episodes. So the last couple of episodes, we've been saying that we were going to turn this episode over to you, the listeners, as a thank you for hanging in there with us, listening to us every week. We love you so much. And we're going to love you even more after hearing all of your voices today. (gasps) Some of you send in voice memos. Oh, my. So let's just get to it. Oh. Okay. So this first question comes from a familiar voice. Oh. This is from friend of the podcast, Anne Friedman of Call Your Girlfriend. Oh, Are you serious? My I'm serious. Anne girl. So let's hear what she has to say. Hey y'all, it's Anne Friedman from Call Your Girlfriend. Congrats on hitting your 100 episode milestone. And here's a question for all of you. I want to know what meme is most representative of 2017. Not just your favorite, but what tells us something about the year we've had. I still can't get over the fact that I was not in the studio with you guys when you interviewed her. Oh, man, I forgot about that. I was gallivanting. Well, I hope it was worth the gallivant. I I can say hand on heart, it was not. It was (laughs) not worth it. Because our time with her was so much fun. She was the best. Don't go on about it. I don't want to hear about it. Sorry. Don't go on about it. What a good question. I love this question. I I like it too. So one immediately came to mind Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. The... This is fine meme. Oh yeah, that's everybody. <laughs> that's everybody. As a yeah, as a summation of 2017, yeah, it's pretty on point. In case you don't know what this meme is, it's two panes of a dog trying to assure himself that everything's fine despite sitting in a room that's engulfed in flames. Mm-hmm. Right. He's like, it's fine. Ignore the flames. Mm-hmm. My flesh is not yes. falling off of my bones. Toasty's We're fine. okay. So yeah, the the planet is dying. We know this. Mm-hmm. Mass shootings every other day. We know this. Our president. Almost starting a war every other day on Twitter. Yes. Yeah, a lot of people are pretending that everything's fine and that it's not a cause for alarm or a cause to change anything. Mm-hmm. So wake up, people, preferably before we all are incinerated. <laughs> I think that's a great uh, gravestone, actually. This is fine. <laughs> this is fine. This is. I also love the but her emails memes. Oh, oh, yeah. There's one in particular that I love. It's a skeleton holding onto a chain link fence while being blasted by a nuclear bomb. And it says butter but, emails. But the email. That is not just any picture. I believe that is a screenshot from Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Oh, really? I think that portrays the scene in which Sarah Connor is watching L.A. blow up because of a nuclear holocaust and like all of her skin falls off. Damn. Yeah. It's real. Mm. Don't test me. I'm going to live my Linda <laughs> Hamilton knowledge. You would pass. I would. Have you guys seen the meme of the confused lady who's looking at math equations? Oh, yes. oh she's a, a Brazilian soap star, I believe. She right? is. Confused and math lady. I've been confused many a time. Many times, many times. I'm like, wait, he got away with that too? Cue the equation. Does not compute. I like the Ariana Grande variation on that one, actually, where she's just like, uh? <laughs> <laughs> little equations are just round her tiny head. Oh, I oh. love her tiny head. My pick for the meme was the first of all meme. Oh. <laughs> 
because I think it just so wonderfully demonstrates like the frustration that we feel with this year Mm -hmm. in particular. My favorite first of all meme, actually, it is not going to fly in America at all, but I'm still going to tell it because it made me laugh a lot. Are you familiar with the chain of chicken restaurants called Nando's? No. I only know this because of you. Oh, yes, very true. Anyone who knows me even slightly well knows that I am obsessed with Nando's. And the best first of all meme I saw was when you go into Nando's, it's like a self-service thing. You go up to the counter and then you sit down and then they serve you your food. Mm-hmm. Um, So you have someone greet you at the door and they ask you, have you been to Nando's before? Are you, do you know the drill? Are you going to try and complicate things? Do you know where to queue <laughs> up? Let's just make sure we're all chilled out. And so the meme is, have you been to Nando's before? And then you reply, first of all, I've been here more times than you. This is a very specific So specific answer to the UK to chain of chicken and chips. <laughs> first of all, I love Nando's. First of all, first of all. So my one is one that I've been using quite often in my mind and also on social media. I don't know if you guys ever seen this meme of Brandy holding a sign. Over the years, people have put many things in this oh. sign. My favorite one <laughs> that I've been using all year because I just cannot deal, tap out is, quote, girl, comma, bye. That is everything. <laughs> I'm done. I've got nothing else. 2017, bye. 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 Girl, bye. Stage left, see yourself out. Yes. So thanks, Anne. You don't know me because I wasn't in the studio, but great question. Thanks, Anne. You do know me and we're like best friends. Oh, and <laughs> I love you so much. Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> so this next submission is from a child. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Hello, everyone. My name is Lena, and I'm eight years old. Today, we're talking about the cooler. I like this podcast because they talk about many different things, and there's a lot of different people on this podcast. For example, there's Emmanuel, who's gay. Then there's Jamidra, who is brown skin. And then there is, uh, what's her name? Carly, who is British, and she, I'm assuming that she likes drinking tea. Anyway, back to all the different things that they talk about. They talk about pop culture, for example, Beyonce, Taylor Swift. Uh, I don't know if they talk about Katy Perry or not, but let's just say Katy Perry. And they talk about problems, too, like Donald Trump. Which I hate. I'm sorry, Donald Trump, if you're listening to this podcast, but next time I see you, I'll fart on you anyway. So, sorry, and no offense, but, you know, uh, anyway. Goodbye! (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I feel like we were partially dragged, (laughs) but also commended, and I I appreciate it. As like an elevator pitch for the show, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) That's our our new uh, commercial. Emmanuel, he's gay. (laughs) Tagline. True facts. Our next question comes from Kaylee from Washington, D.C. Oh, hey. Our nation's capital. Hi, Cooler. This is Kaylee from Washington, D.C. And my question is, once you've settled down in life a bit, whether that's related to a significant other, kids, or a job, how do you stay connected and not just digitally My chosen method of staying connected, calendar reminders. It's not hard. Mm. You know how everyone complains, oh, it's so hard to stay in touch with people. It's really not. You have this thing called a calendar. It's probably a Google calendar. Put some reminders on it. If you keep forgetting to check in with your friend who lives 5,000 miles away, put a bloody reminder on every month. Have you texted this friend? It's not 
hard. There's no excuse when Google calendars exist. And when Facebook is like, hey, this person that you went to high school with's birthday's today, you should talk to them. Yeah, and it's like, you're like, oh, hey. For the randos and the friends alike. So there are reminders out I there. I can't yeah. tell you how many times Facebook has saved my ass. Mm-hmm. Because I've been like, Seriously. oh, snap. It's like your husband was born on this day. And you're like, oh, yes, yes, yes. Hey, babe, happy birthday. <laughs> um, <laughs> your kid was born on this birthday. Happy Ooh. birthday. So, you know, since I'm the one who is settled and also has three small people to take care of. For very those small. Who, very small. Who don't know. I have three kids. I have a four-year-old twins and a six-year-old. So life gets crazy. I don't do calendar reminders, but mm-hmm. I say the one constant and the one thing that bonds me and my friend group together, the one thing we have in common, it's alcohol. Yay! <laughs> and so what I do is I haven't done it in a while. Like, we, we text message. Obviously, we do phone calls. Obviously, we're on Facebook. We see each other Instagram. Hey, girl, I tag you. You tag me. Whatever. But I try to do like face-to-face meetings. So either they're at my house or I'm at their house. Nice. Or I do like these brunches. Ten loud women who uh-huh. come into a restaurant. <laughs> we take over a section of that restaurant. We become BFFs with whoever our server is. Lovely. And it goes down. Other thing is movies. Maybe sneak in something into the theater. Oh, okay. Well, the yeah. sippy cup. Mm-hmm. And have mm. a good time there. And so that goes for like a girl's trippish movie or some eye candy. Mm. We're going to it. I'm a girly girl. And if I go shopping, I'll text my girlfriends and be like, on my way to Sephora. (laughs) Where are you? What you doing? (laughs) (laughs) You up. (laughs) But just like a quick text. Like, I'm out. You want to come out too? Boom. Get in, loser. We're going shopping. Yes. 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 Get in the car. For me, I like to send postcards Mm -hmm. because you should never underestimate the joy that springs forth when someone gets snail mail from you. (gasps) I mean, it's amazing. The power of the written word. Yeah. It's like, this is what my handwriting looks like. I still know how to do this. I don't just type on my phone. Mm-hmm. I definitely didn't write this <laughs> postcard twice and have to buy a second one because I messed though. up the first one. And you forget about that. Like, So my daughter has started doing little notes to her cousin. Aww. Yeah. And she, I give her a stamp set so they mail. When she gets one in the mail, she's like, oh, my God, I got some mail. And vice versa. It's a thing. It's the best. Because when, especially when you're an adult, you're like, I owe this person money. That's usually when you get mail because you owe somebody. <laughs> <laughs> this is my bill. <laughs> if you can't be bothered to do that, <laughs> if you're a lazy ass a phone call also goes a long way in this day and age because so many millennials despise the phone like me yeah. but when you make the exception and they know that you hate the phone it means that much more I mean I would get by in that sentiment but I think you're also a frankly gigantic hypocrite because the times <laughs> I have called you you call me once the I one have, time I have called you twice I have called you two times in my life mm-hmm. and each time you have let it ring out and then texted me saying hey what's up that's usually what I do I don't call back also if you have the resources not all of us Mm. have coins everybody ain't able but if you have them put them in a pouch then send them to (laughs) travel like some medieval falconer (laughs) like oh yeah get on your horse with your pouch then have like a raven carry it over to Mm -hmm. travelocity.com headquarters Mm -hmm. and secure a trip with some of your besties who live far away for instance my best friend from la and my best friend from dubai flew to the south of france to meet me hello and we all hung out for a week. And when I die and have that like whole highlight reel of mm-hmm. all the best moments. Like right before your last breath. Yes. And if you're curious of what I'm dying from, it's from eating too many goldfish crackers and mm-hmm. canned dolmas. <laughs> I just, yeah. That's my diet. Death by dolma. Yeah. Canned the, dolma, to be specific. The silent killer. <laughs> but yeah, I will see all those moments on the little Aww. slideshow before I go. And it's great. You create new memories, pick somewhere none of you have been before. Mm-hmm. So it's just like your town and it's really cute. Aww. I like that. These are cute logistical solutions. I like 
this. Also, lastly, if someone has fallen out of your life for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. don't beat yourself up over it because sometimes people are in your life for a season and that's okay. You don't have to have drama and whatever. It's just like we just just grew apart and that's fine. I will say if it starts feeling forced, then that's when you know Mm -hmm. when to let it go. Like Mm -hmm. you got to think really hard about like what you two can do together. Or what you can talk about. Yeah, then it's time to be like, you know, people can go and people can come back. It's a long life, but Uh it's also short. (laughs) <laughs> so I don't know what you do with that. <laughs> nice. Try and hold space for the two things and also don't go crazy. So this next question comes from Sarah from San Francisco. Hi, this is Sarah from San Francisco. My question is, if you could interview anyone, living or dead, who would it be? And what's the one question that you would ask them? I very much want to get Jeff Goldblum in the studio. You've been talking about this. Oh, yeah. I think it's like genuinely possible as well. And I want to ask him many things. But number one, I want to ask him whether that really strange (laughs) laugh that he does in (laughs) Jurassic Park, whether anyone specifically asked him to do that or whether it was just kind of something he made up on the spot. And has he seen the remix that is on YouTube if you search for Jeff Goldblum laugh remix? (laughs) okay so i have two people barbara and oprah you should know who those people are uh and i want to ask them how long do they wait what's that pause between asking a question and getting someone to cry Yes. Mm. So you just want to look at someone and then have them burst Yeah, into you tears. ask them a question, an intimate <laughs> question, and then you just stare at them. And how long? At what point do the waterworks start? Mine is Barack Obama. <laughs> Obviously, dreamboat. And I would Barack. ask him if he and Michelle would be open to including me in their marriage. Wow. <laughs> also, if Justin Timberlake was ever here, I have one question for him. How dare you? How dare, how dare you? you? We weren't rooting for you. <laughs> Definitely not. Thanks, Sarah, for that question. Yeah, great question. So this next question comes from Laura from San Francisco. Hey, Laura. She asks, what pop culture wisdom comforts or advises you during this tumultuous time? Okay, so I'm a weirdo. Mine is a vintage pop culture, and it actually comes from 1956. Ooh, yeah. The song, Que Sera Sera. <gasps> oh, yes. What's meant to be will be. Every time I'm going through something difficult, I sing that song. Que sera, sera. Yeah, yeah. My to the God. point. <laughs> <laughs> Someone just put on an old graph. Uh, Doris Day sang song. <laughs> I actually considered in my early 20s getting it tattooed on my wrist. And then Whoa. when I researched it, it was like, is it Spanish? Is it Italian? And I was like, you know what? If I have to research, yeah. I probably yeah. shouldn't etch this into my skin permanently. Just think about it. So I'm just going to think about it. <laughs> okay. Well, it, in times when I, I feel in crisis or a little bit overwhelmed, I'd like to remember the wisdom of one of my favorite actors. Don't laugh. It's Mr. Timothy Oliphant. I think he is phenomenally talented. I think he's great and justified and amazing in Deadwood. And he gave an interview on the Nerdist podcast with Chris Hardwick, where he was talking about his mantra being, it's not about you. And he Mm. tells this very funny story about thinking he's going to become like the new uh, Lone Ranger, which it's probably best he didn't become that because that was a terrible film. (laughs) And I, too, have genuinely thought about getting... (laughs) It's not about you, tattooed somewhere, very small and intimate. <laughs> well, I'm not getting any tattoos of what I'm about to talk about, but actually maybe I will. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the first one is this postcard I have on my desk at work, and it is Mr. Rogers poking his head out of a cuckoo clock <laughs> next to a cat puppet under the words meow meow special. 
<laughs> okay. That doesn't make any sense, but looking at this postcard reminds me not to take everything so seriously and to be nice and decent to others. It's not that hard. Oh, so be more hard. like Mr. Rogers with his face through a weird cuckoo clock next to a random puppet. Like, yeah. things aren't that serious. Just be gentle and nice mm-hmm. to people. The meow meow special. Also, this year, the refugee crisis has been in the spotlight for good reason. And I could certainly ask, what would Jesus do about this? Mm-hmm. Spoiler, he would probably not be a jerk about mm. providing safe haven to these people. That is, yeah. But I'm not religious. So I ask, what would Cher Horowitz from Clueless do? Oh. And thankfully, she has gone on the record with her refugee policy. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so, of course, I'm going to play that because it just brings me joy. Should all oppressed people be allowed refuge in America? Cher, two minutes. So, okay. Like right now, for example, the Hadians need to come to America. But some people are all, what about the strain on our resources? But it's like, when I had this garden party for my father's birthday, right? I said RSVP because it was a sit-down dinner. But people came that, like, did not RSVP. So I was, like, totally bugging. I had to haul ass to the kitchen, redistribute the food, squish in extra place settings, but by the end of the day, it was like, the more, the merrier. And so, if the government could just get to the kitchen, rearrange some things, we could certainly party with the Hadians. And in conclusion, may I please remind you that it does not say RSVP on the Statue of Liberty. Thank you very much. Oh, I love that. Awesome. And finally... If Brittany can get through 2007, oh. we can get through anything. Hello. Keeps me going. So true. Thanks, Laura, for your question. <laughs> okay, our next question comes from someone we know. Ooh. We call him at the end of the credits, <laughs> Podcast Papa. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Carly, Jamidra, and Emmanuel. This is your Podcast Papa speaking, David Marcus. My question to you is this. If you could wish one celebrity romance on each of your cooler hosts, whom would it be with and why? All right. Matchmaker, matchmaker, Hello. make me a match. Well, I done spent a lot of time. Okay, you go first. I, I, have, I have bullet points and I have reasons why I've made these selections. Okay, okay. let's hear it. <clears throat> so I'm going to start with Emmanuel. So, you know, I could say the obvious. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> In no way is Abraham Lincoln the obvious. <laughs> Barack Obama. Yes. Aladdin. These are, I mean, mm, listeners. Aladdin. Aladdin. Li- listeners should know. Yeah. If you are really a fan, you know that Emmanuel has long talked. He even had a dream about one of them. You got to listen back if you really mm-hmm. want to know who, who that one is. Not just rat. one dream. I'm just, I'm, oh. mm, mm. It was not the street rat. <laughs> So I'm gonna go a little. I'm gonna go with somebody that y'all may not expect. I'm gonna go with somebody that you may not expect. Although oh. I think you'll be happy. Okay. With it, I'm open. Mm. I'm gonna go with one Hassan Jamil. Oh. And if that name. Tell more. Tell more. You may know him as hot guy that Rihanna made out with in pool. Oh yes. Thank you so much. You care about me. Yes. And here's why. Because one, he's hot. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, okay. he's hot. Sorry. You have more more things to say beyond he's hot. <laughs> That's literally all the bullet points. That's okay. It. Okay. okay. Two, he's filthy rich. Yep. Like filthy rich, like 1.5 billion rich, like one of the richest men in the world rich, which means that you guys can have your hot affair in steamy romance in tropical locations and Mm. like beautiful, luxurious, far flung places. I'm like, who who doesn't want to be under a waterfall? (laughs) I'm getting, I'm like, I will let him kiss it, kiss it better, baby. That's a Rihanna song. There's visuals here. Three, 
He has sponsorship and naming rights to a soccer league in Saudi Arabia. Yes. Okay. So I'm not saying that you're into sports, but I'm saying that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to insult you like that. I'm not going to insult you. Mm -hmm. But what I will say is that you could be. I was gonna say courtside, but that field side. Yeah. With like your Beyonce vibe on with your with your like scarf around your neck, the glasses. Of course. Just like, you know, f- think paparazzi photos oh, at yeah. the game. Mm. Yes, right? I will be there. Yes. I love this life. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't get too attached to it, it's not real. Four. He's got a good heart. He does some charity stuff, blah, blah, blah. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's a humanitarian or whatever. But he is a philanthropy dismissed with us. He's know, he's got a great he's he does some things. Um, I can't tell how tall he is, but he looks pretty tall, which I think is a good look for you. Also, he has really great hair, which means your Instagram photos are going to be really cute. Mm. Right? It's really important. You have to think about how you will look on social media as a couple. Oh, yes. Mm. Take these things into how consideration. How will you photograph beside each other? Exactly. And then lastly, he's hot. Yeah. So I just thought that'd be a good pick for you. I think his face doesn't clash with mine, and I think we would be a good pair. Right? So thank you so much. So Carly. I could go the obvious Keanu. Mel Gibson. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Hang. Wait, I started. No, I need to just correct this. I No. No, he's deeply problematic. I rescind all of the Mel Gibson stuff I've ever said. Do you know what's funny? She's sending it back, y'all. I had three options for Carly, and one of them was Mel Gibson. No! But I said Please, only if we could make sure the paparazzi would not get wind of it, and it could just be a secret affair. <laughs> like a secret affair. And like... it could be temporary. It doesn't have to be yeah. like a long time oh, thing. Oh, God, yeah. no. But we see you. We know who you I are. I just really love Mad Max, all right? <laughs> right. And Lethal okay. Weapon. So I'm not going to do that because we already know. You, you cannot have Keanu. Like, Your <laughs> affection for him is well documented. Yeah. So I'm going to go with someone that is hot but also has a deep connection with you. You guys share something that is really important. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to go with Dwayne Johnson. Oh, oh yeah. And I'm going to go with Dwayne Johnson because he is... A fast and furious franchise figurehead. Oh, he's also a family man. He's a family man. (laughs) And those, like, listeners of the podcast know that Carly loves her some Fast and Furious. There's a whole episode about it. I certainly do. Let the record know that I'm shifting in my seat right now. (laughs) It's very exciting to Here's why I'm going with Dwayne, because there was a lot of people that I could have picked. I'm going to go with Dwayne because, did you know he's Warren Hayward? Yeah. I, he was born in Hayward, California. Carly's like, of course uh, I knew this. I think I know how to stalk Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Thank you very much. <laughs> so he was born in Hayward, which means that he will have no problem relocating to the Bay Area to be mm. with you. He knows his place. Mm. Okay, I'm into this. I mean, the only thing is, and obviously we don't delve too much into political things on this Never. podcast oh, for no. obvious reasons. No. But, you know, The Rock does have some interesting rocky... Wait. Oh, no. yeah. yeah. Repubs? No. G-O-P. Are you serious? This has shaken me up. I'm shook. So should we just cut it right (laughs) now? (laughs) All I'm saying is we don't always have to talk about politics. That's true. Which is why you're getting it on with Mel Gibson. Oh, and the rock. (laughs) Problematic bay. (laughs) Problematic bay. Wow. So also, you know, Carly is an intellectual woman, so she needs to have some stimulating conversation. I'll have you know that The Rock has a bachelor's degree in criminology and psychology. So he can watch my uh, my shows okay. with me. Yeah. He cool. can watch all your shows. Yeah. You guys can watch Forensic Files together. He's got your back. Yes. He knows about all well, of it. He's like, don't get in that van. Okay. Oh, she got in the van. <laughs> also, according to the interwebs, he doesn't drink alcohol, but you got a built-in designated <laughs> driver everywhere you go. Wine sort country, of like a, a, baby. Yeah. Boom. He's hot. And also... One of his parents is from Canada, which means that you've always got that escape route oh, if you need yeah. it. And let's face it, we have the same haircut. 
I'm so like honestly, I'm like heart eyes emoji right now. I, I, I've, I've sort of fallen into the trap of thinking this is real <laughs> and that you've somehow just gifted me the rock, but it's not real. It's happening. Jamidra, this is fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. 100 emoji for our 100 episode on that yes. one. Oh, gosh, I feel like I can't beat this for my picks for you guys, mm-hmm. but I'll try. It's really important if Jamidra is going to get with someone new, mm-hmm. find a new boo. Baji. Really important to find family buy-in. It's really important to find someone true. that Mama Brown, star of the last <laughs> podcast episode, not only approves of, but actively wishes to spend time with. And as listeners to the last podcast will remember, Mama Brown is a big fan of Idris Elba. Yes, she is. <laughs> so for the holidays this year, Jamidra, you're getting Idris Elba. Oh, can I unwrap him now? You, you can. Mama, stay away. <laughs> Keep your hands off my Idris, Mom. She's already after your podcast seat, and now your man. So I hope you like that. Absolutely. Good. Can we just, yeah, I'm going to actually, I'm going to excuse myself right now. Me and Idris have to go. <laughs> you have things to do. <laughs> yes. Emmanuel. Yeah. God, this was hard. Uh. I just, like, there's just so many perfect boots. So I had to think outside of the box. And essentially, I've gone for the citizenship that you know you need. <laughs> Once again, paradise lies north of the border. Justin. Justin Trudeau. Oh. While he is not actively gay right now. He's not homoing it up right now, but he will be with me. Not per se. This is the thing. He hasn't met you. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know you can make it happen. Sexuality's on a spectrum, yes. and I'm going to move him a few notches over. Yep. The possibilities are there, yes. I saw a picture of him recently where he's running by some wedding photos that are being taken, and he's just, like, running in his, like, little shorts or whatever and didn't think people would be taking his photo. And he still looks immaculate, and he's smiling. Oh. He's smiling. He's smiling while he's running. Oh. Why can't my candidates look like this? I know. So I hope you're happy with Justin. I am very much so. Um, I just think that you guys, I think also you could really influence behind the scenes like Canadian foreign policy. Oh, yeah. I think that maybe like there's like a new relationship between Canada and Greece that's going to happen that like no one saw coming. Sure. Do they have like a secretary of state there? You could totally just be the diplomat. You could be the the Greek diplomat or whatever. I'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Pillow talk. (laughs) So, Carly, since we're talking about the spectrum of sexuality. Mm-hmm. I picked someone who's a woman. <laughs> Great. You recently saw her in a movie <gasps> in which she played a bisexual. Um, oh my God, it's not who I think it is, is it? It is Atomic Blonde actress herself, <gasps> oh, yes! Charlize Theron. Oh my God. She will protect you. She will. She will beat up all of your enemies mm-hmm. for you. She will beat them all off. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey now. Maybe. That's a different movie. <laughs> That's between you two. And I just think it could be a good union. I'm gen- <clears throat> like I'm slightly verklempt at the, the yeah. mere idea of like being near Charlie's. Also, if you didn't like that one, I was going to offer up Dad Bot Extraordinaire, <laughs> the cop from Stranger Things. Oh <laughs> gosh, we had a whole text thread about Hopper. This. Yeah, Dad vibes. No, I'm going to go all the way back to Charlie's. Yeah, because she's amazing. Oh. God, that's so wonderful. Me and her could run around '80s Berlin and. Mm-hmm. You know, listen to era-appropriate music. And, and drink vodka on the rocks. Oh my God. I'm just going to say, if you're going to slide down the spectrum, Charlie's ain't a bad way to go. I agree. Oh, <laughs> for sure not. Now Jamidra's like, who's the woman I'm hooking up with? Let me know. Jamidra. Oh, I'm waiting. I feel like a bachelorette about to receive a rose. Yes. Well, you said my name, Jamidra. You're about to receive three. You can pick which one you want to pick. Oh, okay. The first one, his name is Jason. <gasps> not Jason Priestley. 
If you say Jason Bourne, we would have a problem. Not him either. Okay. Oh, I know. I know, sir. It's Go Jason it. Momoa. It is him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cole yes. Drogo yes. from Game of Thrones. Yes. Also, Lisa Bonet's husband. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. She doesn't mind. I checked with her. And I've read interviews. very free. Yes. Oh, very much yeah. so. And I've read interviews with him, and he is always talking about her as if she's a queen, and I want someone to treat you like a queen, yes. as you should be. And he also loves Annie DeFranco's music, which is very unusual. I didn't expect it. And it was just another reason why I'm like, he'll keep <laughs> Jamidra on her toes. Yes. While we're talking about blending countries and things together. Mm, okay. You've spoken about your time in Greece and wanting to spend more time there. Loved it. So let's hook it up with John Stamos. Oh. And all of us in our new booths. Yes, yes. We'll all just go to Greece. And we can stay longer than like 50 days or whatever because can I get dual John citizenship? can vouch. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay I'm in. And then this last one is... Uh, oh my, what is this fake? What is this <laughs> look? <laughs> it's a little bit self-serving. Okay. Okay. I picked Zane. Oh, God. Oh. Here's why. Here's why. Oh, Jimmy, you'd eat Zane for breakfast. <laughs> I'm like... So I knew she wouldn't be like 100% into it. She would try, but she would end up dumping him. And, and then, then you could swoop in. Exactly. Mm. I swoop in and I'm like, yeah, Jamidra doesn't love you. She likes you, but she doesn't love you. But you know who does love you? Me. Mm-hmm. Scooch on down the spectrum Scooch. of sexuality. Sexuality. Gigi Hadid is in the past. I'm the present. Let's do this. Mm. Absolutely. As Listen, let's remember that the master Al Green sang, How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? Mm-hmm. It's by looking up with a manual. <laughs> Or having sex with a One Direction member. <laughs> Either one. So I'll do you a solid. I'll go out on a date with him, and okay. then I'll dump him and break his heart. But I'll call you so that you can be outside the restaurant, be like, and then oh, swoop what's in. What's wrong? Mm-hmm. Do you need a ride? Yeah. So we'll oh work God, it. Zane, you're shaking. Okay. Oh, come here. You're cold. <laughs> oh, just my car's just right over here. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yes, those are pretzels in the back. <laughs> I love this. We'll keep working on the strategy. And... Um, Make it happen. This it's is really exciting. 2018 goals here. Yeah. So thanks, Podcast Papa, for that engaging question. Yes. We spent a good time on that. We really did. <laughs> and you'll probably tell me to edit it down. <laughs> <laughs> so we just highlighted a voice that we're familiar with. Mm-hmm. And this next voice, you guys might not be familiar with, but I am. Oh. Because I'm related to her. <laughs> oh. She is my sister. Oh, which one? Mindy. Okay. Hey, Mindy. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Here's what she has to say. Hi, I'm Mindy, Emmanuel's sister, the one that left him to get mauled by dog. I still can't believe he brings that up. Anyway, to my question, I wanted to see what the best gift you have ever received is, and babies don't count, and also the worst gift you've ever received, babies don't count, and I love the show. Talk soon. Bye. Babies don't count. Babies, Babies don't, don't count. count. I love how Mindy incorporates personal business as well. Like, talk okay. soon. Okay. <laughs> and also, stop bringing up that anecdote about how I left you under a pile of dogs. She doesn't want me to talk okay. about leaving you under a pile of dogs. It's a PR anymore. disaster. And she's Cut over it. it. Cut it. Dog gate. So, best gifts. Ooh. What do we got? Okay, Ooh. so I don't really have a worst gift, mainly because You're I just nice. like getting things. But I do have the gift that was most awkward to receive. Oh. And also ended up being one of the best gifts. So a few years ago on Christmas, we got this request from one of our family members of a photo for G and I. Like Mm -hmm. she wanted a photo. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. 
So G gave her a photo and we do this whole thing during Christmas where we open gifts in front of everybody. And it was this huge blanket with our photo blown up on it. (laughs) I love that. And so if you know anything about me, I get awkward in front of the camera sometimes, even though I may not seem like it. I just Hmm. don't like pictures, especially pictures that are like of me head on. And it's a it's a thing. So I can get a little awkward. So opening a blanket with a photo of me on it just made if I'm black, if I was not, you would be able to see me blush. I would have turned red. So it was super awkward. And then it was like, what do we do with this? Because, you know, think about going to a friend's house and they give you a blanket and you're a guest and it's a photo of them on the blanket. (laughs) I would love. Would. hundred. But I say that to say, now the kids have it and they love it. And they're like, oh, we're going to, I want to sleep with the mommy and daddy blanket. And so the most awkward gift ended up being like one of the best gifts that we had. That is so precious. That's really sweet. The best gift I received was the first edition of my favorite book in the world, which is Lolita. Oh, my husband. Oh, in two volumes, and it sits framed on a shelf in our house. Oh, that's delightful. Yeah. Were you guys dating? Oh, you no, girls? this was like last year. Oh, hello, look yeah. at him trying to keep the romance yeah. alive, keeping Doing sweet it things. fresh. Oh, maybe two years keep ago. It I fresh. I forget. The worst gift. Um, Here we go. And I re- God, I re- they're really nice. They're like they're family, and I really hope they don't listen to this. I was going to say, do they listen? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to say it anyway. A set of miniature tagines. So huh. small that you could not cook. Okay, what the hell is a tagine? Explain this to a me. A little tagine is a tiny, tiny like piece of Moroccan like earthenware. Yes. And you cook, like a tagine is a gift, but it is also the dish that you cook it in. But th- these tagines are so small. It's like gifting someone a set of tiny, tiny like paella pans or something. <laughs> and I'm just, every time I look at them, I'm just like, what is this? A restaurant for ants. I'm not a mouse. Do you still have them? Yes. Because I don't know what else to do with them. They're just kicking around the back of the drawer. Tiny tagines, guys. Maybe they're like supposed to be on display or something. I've tried to put dip stuff in them. I'm like, maybe I can put salsa in them. But they just fall over like some kind of spinning top. Mm. You know what? Mm. Re-gift. That's what that was. (laughs) (laughs) I would not wish this miniature set of tagines. I mean, that's what they did to you. I think that's very astute. (laughs) So the best gift that I've ever received is basically anytime someone has taken the time out of their lives mm. to fly thousands of miles over here Aww. and spend time with me, like quality time. Yeah. And for some backstory, I'm from the East Coast. And so I moved out here knowing one person and I've developed a support group and friends and all of these things. But there's that great feeling when someone who's known you for a really long time visits you in your new town. You get to show them around Mm -hmm. and you get to spend a lot of quality time like you used to. Mm -hmm. And one person that has done this is our question asker, Mindy, my sister. When I was graduating yoga school, because I used to be into that. (laughs) I it was like the graduation ceremony and I arrive and I'm talking to all the friends, my yoga buddies. And I turn around. And there's Mindy, even though she lives on the other side of the country. Oh, she just did a surprise pop-up? Oh, It was so nice. So best gift ever is other people's presences. Shout out, Mindy. That sounds like an episode. Your presence is a present. Yes. Go ahead, Kanye quote. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a Gilmore Girls episode. Something sweet that would... Well, you know, I never watched Gilmore Girls, but based on what you 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 told me about the show, it sounds like something that would happen on Gilmore Girls. Totally. Worst gift. Since I said something nice about someone in my family, okay. I'll say something mean about someone. In I my know family. who it is. <laughs> <laughs> Love her. She gave life to me. But Uh-oh. my mom, when I was in middle school, gave me this huge winter jacket. It was a Redskins jacket. Oh, 
problematic. So, A, has she met me? Apparently not. B, it did not fit. Wait a minute. So it made me feel smaller and sadder and skinnier than I already did. Did it just make you look like a gigantic ball? I looked like a small little bird. <laughs> you <laughs> Enveloped like in a lot of, like, polyester. I don't remember what letter I'm on, so I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, C. <laughs> of all the sports I don't care about, football is the one I care about the least. Oh. How mm. dare you? D, problematic logo to end all problematic logos. Yeah. We didn't have the word problematic back then, mm. but I knew something was wrong. Yep. And E. <laughs> it just clashed with my overall aesthetic, okay? And it I just didn't not, like it. Not a part of your color palette, like nothing. No. No. So thanks for everything else that you've done for me, but that one thing, not great. Not yeah. so much. Mama Hapsis, getting marked down for that. Yeah, sorry <laughs> about The that. ledger of life. And now a message from a former guest of ours. Ooh. Ooh, which one? We've had so many great ones. Let's find out. Happy 100th episode. Hey, y'all. It's friend of the show, Luna Malbro, and I just have to applaud all three of you for holding it down. I can't wait for the next 100 episodes of pop culture criticism and commentary from three beautifully brilliant people. Oh, my God. Emmanuel, I have to say, I love how you break down any story. I feel like every time you go into a storytelling segment, I feel like it's old school story time. I feel like a little kindergartner snuggling up with my teddy bear waiting to hear a story before nap time. <laughs> Carly, I applaud you for always standing your ground even when you differ from popular opinion like your dislove of the royals or your not a fanness of Stranger Things. Anyway, I don't always get it, but I truly appreciate every critique you have. So shout out to you, girl, for holding it down for the skeptics. Jamidra, thank you so much for keeping us all on our pop culture toes. Every episode, you have me amen into whatever it is you're saying. So I'm here for it. And I thank you for holding it down for the sisters and for pop culture in general. Last words, Taylor Swift is not that great. Stranger Things is amazing. And please, for God's sakes, watch Sound of Music. <laughs> Boom. Oh my god, I love Luna. I love you, girl. Oh, that was so nice. Are you gonna watch Sound of Music now? Well, you know what? <laughs> I Luna saw your said. comment the other day. You when I asked what I should watch for date date movie night at home, you were like Sound, Sound of music. music. Wink. I mean, it's been a three year battle with you guys. That was so heartfelt. I absolutely loved it. I also love how her shout out for me was. I think you're wrong in everything you say, <laughs> but I respect the way you say it. Luna, I love you. I respect that you really think you're right in all your wrongness. Yeah. God, I'm Keep just, holding it down. I'm just glad you didn't mention Mel Gibson. Oh, I thought she was going to go in with Mel. Oh, we did that enough this yeah. episode. Daddy's home too. <laughs> no. <laughs> this next question comes from Carson from Santa Fe. Can you imagine if Carson was from Carson City? Oh. He's not. Or she. she. Oh, oh, sorry, Carson. And she spells it with a S-E-N at the end. Oh. So you really messed that up. I'll, I'll just be quiet because apparently <laughs> I'm wrong about everything. Let's hear what Carson has to say. Hey, guys. I really want your take on the fact that Elizabeth Moss is the star of the patriarchal dystopia that is Handmaid's Tale while also being an active and contributing member of Scientology. I really like the show, and so I'm really conflicted about how I feel, honestly. On the one hand, in theory, I'm really pissed about it, but on the other hand, it's kind of a really good show. I'd really love your take, and maybe some guidance here. 
Okay, so we oh. have talked about the tricky negotiation of reconciling a problematic person mm. with the art that they create on the show before. And I think we're all kind of on the same page in terms of that's up to the individual person mm-hmm. to decide. It's you and your conscience. But I can say what I think about this particular example. Oh. Okay, let's hear it. So it is true. Elizabeth Moss is a Scientologist. But I believe that she's been in it since she was a child. So it's not like she's Tom Cruise being like, Mm. I love this ideology. I'm going to go on all the talk shows to make people feel bad about taking antidepressants and just be doing the most and always xenoing it up. Elizabeth is like low key. But beyond that, I think the most important thing to note is that I've never heard about her doing something that's harmed someone else, Mm. whether that be through language or otherwise. Because I haven't read anything to suggest that she is a bad person. Mm -hmm. She just was brought up in this way of life. Maybe she wants to leave, but she's scared of the repercussions. Like maybe they'll go after her family or her or her career. So maybe she stays in it just to like keep it copacetic and it's not a big part of her life. Who knows? You're being very understanding and I really respect that. So until I find out that something she's doing or saying is harming someone or infringing on their rights, I'm going to go ahead and say Handmaid's Tale is important enough and she's unproblematic enough to watch it and enjoy it. You said you enjoyed it, and I think you should continue doing that. You're so. like Lady Justice, the scales. Mm. So I'm just like, a Libra. Yeah, you are. Yep. Binge watch it until something problematic Until publishes. she does something in real life. Then I would maybe recalibrate. Mm. But, like, it's a tricky area. It is. Yeah. I didn't watch The Handmaid's Tale. I couldn't bring myself to in the current climate registered trademark mm-hmm. and actually watch something that was about women being brutalized in that way. I just couldn't do it. But I wanted to. Instead, I would recommend that anyone with eyes would like to read uh, a book called Going Clear by an author Mm -hmm. called Lawrence Wright, which is a very in-depth considered investigation of Scientology, how it started, how it worked out the way that we know, and what it does today. So if you want your facts about Scientology, read this book right now. And that's all I'm going to say because I'm frightened of them. It's hard to know that someone would continue to be a part of that religion knowing that all that's happening but by the same token there are a lot of religions who do things yeah that are incomprehensible and and just there are just a lot of religions that have bad people in them or have people who do bad things and to emmanuel's point if you grow up within the framework and the confines of a religion it can be really hard to escape yeah so (gasps) that's a hard one it is hard but again it's up to carson from santa fe to hear what we said, take it in, think about her own thoughts, yeah. and weigh it out. And then think, wow, they really didn't answer my question. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I said, watch it. <laughs> I would say this. I, Carson, I would say that if you are watching the show and you can't enjoy it because you're thinking so deeply about her association with the yeah. religion, then I would say it's not worth it because right. it's ruining the show for you. But it sounds like she loves it, so keep on loving. Well, then it's all good. Cool. Glad we figured that out. Yep. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Saving the world. Nailed that to the wall, didn't we? Our next question comes from Maria from Springfield, Massachusetts. Hey, Maria. Maria writes, which pop star would you be reincarnated as and or who would you like to be creative manager for? Oh, easy. Rihanna. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good guess. Uh, Josephine Baker. Oh, I've just in my past. You guys have heard me say this before in my past life. I'm pretty sure that I was a showgirl when I was a kid. I used to look at pictures of her, wanted to be her. Josephine Baker, not so much or keen about the time that she lived in because right. I was like, yeah, some issues with that. Yeah, pretty, but pretty Josephine Baker. Carly, who oh, are man. you coming back as? I mean, I found that 
question really tricky, actually. So I, I focus more on who I'd want to be creative manager for. And I want to identify some areas where I think people have strayed from the path of mm-hmm. righteousness. Ooh. And it wouldn't be that hard to get them back on. I would say Lady Jaja. Oh. I think I want to get her back to basics. I want to showcase that fantastic voice. You want to elevate. I want to elevate this woman's <laughs> voice. I want to get away from all that crap she's doing now. Get away from the, the art pop years as well, because I, I still feel she could backslide into that. Mm-hmm. And I want to get her back to her bad romance fabulousness. Ooh. I love it. Gaga, call me. Yes. You're not going to, but I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming back as Ariana Grande. Ariana. Ah. Here's why. I can see the ponytail now. <laughs> That's one of the reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I love sporting a look and not deviating from that. Uh-huh. You do the strong pony, you can focus on other aspects of your appearance because you just know, well, this is obviously happening still. Mm-hmm. Stay on brand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want to have the voice of an angel. Who mm-hmm. doesn't? I want to put out super nasty Christmas music. Yeah, you I do. forgot about that Christmas album. Mm-hmm. She wants you to bake her gingerbread house. <laughs> <laughs> I also love talking shit about America while licking donuts. Mm, I've yeah. observed that in the office. I, I feel like I feel like we've, we've forgotten about that moment. The only con would be that I would have to spend a lot of energy not being photographed for my bad side. Oh, yes. And I would also spend a lot of energy trying to forget that I'm related to Frankie Grande, who is this, like, really weird person who's her brother. Oh. Google it. I don't have time to explain. <laughs> okay, he has on. pink hair and he's really embarrassing. And he's always around her like trying to get attention. It's awful. Oh, He wow. was on Big Brother. Was it was a whole thing. Say, I don't Gosh. know either of those things so I have some Googling to do. Yeah. Clearly. So those two things seem exhausting but I'm up for the challenge. <laughs> so Ariana, I want your life. This next question comes from Catherine and Josh, our Kikuti Arts interns. Hello. Hi. Uh, this is Catherine. And this is Josh. And we are calling from inside of the KQED office in San Francisco. We're just big fans of the pod. We love you guys. We love you guys. And we're actually interns for the department in which Emmanuel works. Anyway, our question is a very important one. Who is a celebrity that you hate irrationally? For no reason or a bad reason. Anyways, love the pod. <laughs> Bye now. <laughs> Bye. Mm. Well, listen, I could say Taylor, but we know that already. You have your reasons. Yeah, that's, that's rational. Yeah. yeah. And I could say Kim, but I'm. You guys know that. Although now that Kim is like moving away from the famous just for being famous thing, and she's actually doing stuff, I'm not so like that yeah. anymore. Yeah. She's an advocate for gun safety, Planned Parenthood. Like hard to stay mad right now. Yeah, I'm like I'm not so mad at her anymore. I'm like, okay, girl, yeah. I'll see you. Okay, but the one that I have may surprprise you. Ooh. An actress by the name of Jessica Chastin. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. She's like red, the red hair. Yeah. I mean, she's like she seems great. But anyway, I know she's from the Bay Area, by the way. Not the Bay Area, really, but like Sacramento, Sonoma area. Hmm. I know someone who knew her when they were younger. Oh damn! And when she told me, she made this face. Oh. But she didn't tell me anything past that. And every time her name comes up, she makes this face. She goes, hmm. And then she makes this face. When I got asked this question, she's the first person that came to mind because every time huh. I see her, I go, hmm. hmm. And I have feelings and I don't know why. She did huh. something. She did something. I believe I mean, your friend. I will say that I've seen her in a couple of movies and I think she's super talented. She did this uh, like weird and great. We're here to hate her. Oh, not sorry. Not to talk about her resume I'm and sorry. how great she is. Just watch Wild Salome with Al Pacino. She's great in it. Respect Jamidra's oh, irrational I'm hatred. Just, no, I will not. <laughs> well, I, well, I saw the, the preview for her newest movie is Molly's Game, which is like this oh, yeah. poker thing. Don't and care. I was like, looks good, but. 
Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> My irrational hatred, totally baseless. Chris Pratt, really not here for him. Oh. Neither I am I. I think that I don't like the fact that Jurassic World happened and I lay the, the fact that that happened at his door. And that he said that the real struggle in Hollywood is getting stories about people like him, mm. conservative, straight white men, told. And that's the real like struggle. white working class, right? Is that the real struggle? Yeah, you know, so, I will no. say that he did issue like an apology that was actually decent. And it wasn't like a mealy-mouthed, I'm sorry you were offended apology. He was just like, yeah, I got that wrong. Sorry. Hmm. Cool. So, yeah. Chris Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is kind of related to Jessica Chastain. Oh, really? They like kind of look the same. For some reason, every time I see this person, like Jamidra, I go, hmm. <laughs> I've seen her in multiple things and I'm like, it was a good movie, but I hate her. For I know no who reason. it is. Who is it? It's Amy Adams. It is Amy Adams. Yes. Oh. Her only crime is being basic as Because <laughs> she's she kind of gives like a stock issue vibe. She can it's like there's no there's nothing like really unique about there her. There isn't. And she's nominated for like breathing. Mm. I liked Arrival. I liked Doubt. They're fine. But to take a line from Arrested Development, her. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine and Josh also ask, which pop queen do you still stand? Gaga. Mm. Gaga. Tina Turner. Period. Ooh. Mine is Mariah. No! <laughs> I can see that the notes are not all there anymore. Mm-hmm. I get that, but my queen has given us uh. festive holiday cheer. Yes. Festive, fun, Santa Claus, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, all those things. I am very festive. I've been very festive since I was little. These very festive up-tempos. The extra festive version (laughs) is what we're calling it. It's very emotional, very emotional, very festive holiday. Mm -hmm. It's pink and black and very festive. The festive ensemble, very festive. And having all these festive callers call in. I know it's over the top, but that's how festive I am. You You ready to be festive? Breaking my rib was not... Not, not festive. It really does make you feel very festive. This is something that's really making people feel festive, and that's my whole thing. I'm very festive. In case you didn't get it's that by now. It's a good thing. <laughs> my queen has given us uh, all kinds of moments. But I'm also featuring moments for you. Like a retro exactly. moment. It doesn't have to be a skin-tight moment. A genius moment. A short moment. Transitional summer moment. I need a fragrant moment. A loving moment. Like a fun, you know, cute Remix moment, whatever. I was into the bandana moment, whatever. <laughs> that iconic episode of Cribs, lest we forget. Oh, with the candy wall. She was in a robe. She could see she, she had, like, a bathtub. There was like a bathtub. There was like a wall that was like iconic, glistening. <sighs> yes. I will be there for her until she is taken up in the rapture. Mm. Next question comes from Nastia from Oakland. Mm. Hey, Nastia. Hi, this is Nastia from Oakland, and my question is, what celebrity offspring would you reincarnate into or trade lives with and why? One, Willow Smith or Zoe Kravitz. Boom. Oh, my Done. God. One of those. I mean... Should be obvious why. No explanation just... <laughs> necessary. I also had Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> Did Ooh. you? Oh, sorry. For the genetics. Because, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> yes. If I couldn't have Zoe Kravitz, I was going to go for Kaya Gerber, who is Cindy Crawford's daughter. For nice. obvious reasons. Yes. I went with Solange's son. Oh. Here's why. He speaks fluent French. Mm-hmm. He's adjacent to all the glory and fame and like Beyonce's his aunt. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to ruin his life like being too close into the spotlight and under the scrutiny. Like Blue Ivy might have some stuff to contend with because yeah. everyone's looking at her. But he's just kind of off to the side, but he's part of it. Mm-hmm. So that's enough for me. I almost said one of Kim's kids, 
because I want Chloe to be my aunt. Mm. But I would have to talk about Kanye and therapy my whole life. So mm. I just. And who no. has the time or money? Nope. Actually, they me. probably do. <laughs> <laughs> Our next question comes from Olivia, podcast partner, oh. host of Big Curious. And her question is. Hey there, Jamitra, Emmanuel, and Carly. It's your podcast friend, Olivia. Congratulations on hitting 100 episodes. That is amazing, and I'm so proud of you guys. I do have a question, though, that I was hoping that you would answer on the show. I was listening to KQED Radio the other day, and somebody said that the millennial generation's version of Stairway to Heaven was Eminem's Lose Yourself which struck me as surprising. So I was hoping you would discuss it. Is it true? And if not, what is our generation's Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin? Thanks. Bye. Hard disagree. Ooh. Hard disagree, because I think I know what our generation's what is? Stairway to Heaven is. It is very obviously Mr. Brightside by The Killers. Oh, I don't know that song. I mean, if you put... <laughs> Bunch of white people together in a house party. There's and you a put reason the killers on. why you don't know that. If you put Mr. Brightside on, they'll all start pogoing up and down. There's this meme going around that says white people when they hear Mr. Brightside yeah. and then it's someone with their chest up to the heavens and then a huge white light coming out of their chest. They just love it so much. I think our stairway to heaven is Toxic by Britney Spears. Ooh. If you hear that and you don't bop, Something's wrong with you. You're not a millennial. This is the thing. Well, let's unpack this. When we say our generation's Stairway to Heaven, are we saying like a song that like a lot of people know the words to or a song that like feels that it's always on the radio? Like, what are we saying? I think it's like Mm. people in this generation can't help but like it even if they say they don't. No, I think it's a song that people believe embodies what our generation is about. So what's a song about lazy people who don't own homes and eat a lot of avocado? Ooh. (laughs) That's what they say about us. Well, I'm going to go with one that is my personal song. The song of my, when I say generation, I'll just say me. It is by actress Jennifer Lewis and singer Brandy. And it goes, I don't want nobody (laughs) with me in these streets. And that is me. There you go. You heard it here. Take that, Led Zeppelin. So in summation, my review of the submissions that you dear listeners have sent in to us can be best described via these words from Lady Zsa Talented, brilliant, incredible, amazing, show-stopping, spectacular, never the same, totally unique, completely not ever been done before, unafraid to reference or not reference, put it in a blender, shit on it, vomit on it, eat it, give birth to it. That pretty much sums it up, right? There you go. Yeah. Guys, since it's our 100th episode, may I just quickly say that... A big dream of mine came true. Oh, what? Very recently. You may recall on a previous episode, I was bemoaning the fact that I'm the only co-host of the Cooler (laughs) podcast who has not been recognized on the streets of the Bay Area as a Cooler podcast co-host. No one notices me. Emmanuel's been recognized multiple times. Jamita's been recognized multiple times. How many times have I been recognized? Zilch. And yet... That all changed. Yes. <laughs> that all changed when I was in my local bakery. I couldn't decide what I wanted. Of all places. I told the very sweet girl behind me, you can go in front of me if you want. And she said, are you Carly from the cooler? So shout out Elizabeth, who's a Cal student. You were really lovely. And you let me take a selfie with you. I sent the selfie to not only my cooler co-hosts, mm-hmm. but to my 19-year-old brother, who 
who wrote back immediately with his trademark acid wit, you're not meant to look happier than the fan in the selfie. <laughs> I was like, you were like, she let me take a picture with <laughs> yeah, So telling, right? She saw me for yeah. me. Wow. I, I felt seen. I felt heard. And it's all because of Elizabeth. I love so. that she recognized your voice, though. No. And it's like saying the most mundane thing as well. Like, oh, do you want to go ahead? I can't decide. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. You were in there like clanging a bell and being like, Stranger Things sucks. <laughs> I hate it. It's a poltergeist ripoff. <laughs> holding a poster. Of yeah. The- <laughs> of the cooler and being like, notice me. This is me. Anyone? No? Okay. <laughs> It's the peak in the pick. Hey, the peak in the pick. Hey. It's time for our peak in the pick. No pits this week because hearing your voices has filled us with joy, love, good tidings, glee, all that. It's okay to focus on the positives. Yeah. Yes. So our peak of the week is a submission from Camille from Sacramento. She wanted us to talk about Lena Dunham apologizes Twitter bot. And here are some things that I found on this account. Where it makes Lena Dunham apologize for things because she's always doing that. Oh, this is fabulous. Wow. Lena Dunham apologizes for timing of statement about how the patriarchy is, quote, fetch on a diversity panel full of white people. Oh. Lena Dunham <sighs> apologizes for thinking the Spanish Inquisition was a tapas bar on Good Morning America. <laughs> <laughs> Lena Dunham apologizes for eating Subway with Jared while standing on a Native American burial ground. Oh, gosh. And... Lena Dunham apologizes to a native elder for thinking Machu Picchu was a Pokemon. <laughs> so I agree, peak of the week to that. Oh, Thank you, Camille. Yes, Camille. Yes. Oh, you've made my day. Thank you. And song of the week is from Carson from Santa Fe again. Hello, Carson. She really wants us to play Rum Shaker by yes! <laughs> Rex in effect. Checks, baby, check, baby, one, two, three, four. Exactly. So we out. Thanks for making our 100th episode so great. Thanks oh. for listening. We're going to go on a brief hiatus, but we will have many episodes to tide you over until 2018. So, so don't worry. Yes. Thanks so much. Thank you Love for you. Listening. Love you. Bye. Bye. Yeah, shake it, baby, shake it down, shake it like that. All I want to do is go my dorm.